Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Andy Groneman, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Caius, executive producer. T-Bone is across from me and my co-host. He has two times won the U.S. National Brisket Championship at the Chesta Chest Invitational. And we know him as the pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels. He's on my left. My left what? I don't know. It's Andy Groneman. <laughs> Good Lord. I was going to go out for a coffee, but I guess I'll just stick around. Well, you can get one of those long, foamy coffees that I know you you rich guys like to drink. Hey, we're excited. We've got Sunny Mooney. She's going to be on the show. She is the world champion at steak and barbecue from the world championship. Is it? World Food Championship. World Food Championship. Thank you. What are you eating over there, T-Bone? Um... I have some. Oh, did you bring oh. enough to share? Because I don't see anything you, in front what, of me. What do you think I have? Uh, you don't it have your looks glasses like on. What we you, talked about last you week. You have cheesy potatoes. Mm. No, he's got corn. It looks like corn. No, he's got no, the it, cheesy, it, it's potatoes. cheesy potatoes. Because he knows potatoes? this. This would anger me. It's much like you posting on my Facebook about ketchup being the hot <laughs> barbecue sauce. <laughs> I'm really getting tired of both of you. By the way, if you'd like to host or M- or <laughs> what is it you do? Produce Barbecue Radio Network. Just email me, Dave, <laughs> at barbecue. I, I actually, you know, I put salt on it when I was at, at really? the restaurant. I yeah, he's putting salt assumed, on it right now, I, Dave. I, 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 <laughs> doing a little the rubbing. He's putting a lot of salt. But, you know, I, I just wanted to say, Dave. You were right. These are just oh, they fantastic. Are. Seriously, mm. seriously, they are, and they're no more. Those, that's a that those, is a finite resource. The doors are closed. I I was very oh, it's sad. honored. It's, seriously, I was very honored to be there. After they locked the doors, Todd came out to my table and, and at, wondered why you were shutting the at, bathroom. At, <laughs> at, <laughs> at, now he brought a couple bottles out with him. Oh, and yeah, he had the whistle there. pig. And he had the whistle pig. Well, we can get and, his sauce still. And some Woodruff Private Reserve. We can get his sauce still, Todd and, Johns. And, uh, yes, you can. Um, but it's the cheesy potatoes we can't get. He he regaled me with stories. Uh, quite of them, quite a few of them involved Andy. Oh, yeah, I they was, do. I was wow. very surprised. They do. Wow. And some of them involved the police. But anyway. Could have. But they kept their mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, we Todd and I have been crossing paths for the better part of 20 years. So About. there's there's lots there of, was a uh, lot good of stories there. There was a lot of uh, Kansas. We, we, we had Todd on the show, what, three weeks ago, roughly, uh, when they announced yeah. that they were closing. His, I, I've gone brain dead on his restaurant. What's his restaurant name? Plowboys. 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 See, it's already gone. I've already erased it from my head because I can no longer get his cheesy potatoes. Uh, they are the best barbecue side in the world, uh, and they're gone. Mm. Oh, oh, I got some cheese in my mustache. Mm. You know what? I hope you choke on that last Dave, bite. Dave, I- <laughs> Dave, I got a pint for you up in the fridge. Do you really? I do. Oh, well, I love you guys. I want you guys to be <laughs> no, here every week. I didn't get you a pint of potatoes. Did, well, I'll forgive you. I got I got cheesy <laughs> potatoes. All right. Never mind. We don't need anybody to fill in. Uh, seriously, you really did. I did. Yeah. Oh, man. 
That's where this came from. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we're just going to have to end the show early so Dave can get the cheesy potatoes and go. <laughs> it's okay that it kept going in and opening and Oh, up I and bet you did. And looking at <laughs> So anyway, on. back to Sunny Mooney from SunnyMooney.com. Uh, she's also recently, not too long ago, featured on Barbecue USA on the Food Network. And we're going to have her on. We're very excited to have her on. Um, she, uh, of course, again, so we're talking steak today. My favorite. Well, mm. second favorite to cheesy potatoes, but we're talking steak and just an interesting story. And she's a fitness and nutritional coach and just all kinds of stuff. We'll talk to Sunny. She's all over social media. Also, speaking of great guests, uh, T-Bone, my favorite person in the world, <laughs> Has lined up Rodney Scott again, who is, yeah. uh, what What was the thing he won? The big prestigious award. James Beard Award. Thank you. The James Beard Award. And he was on once before. There's a wonderful documentary about him on Netflix, which if you get a chance, it's only about 45 minutes long and you will literally enjoy every minute of it. But check that out. So we got Rodney Scott next week. We got Tim Shear uh, coming up, Just Pryles coming up, and also Aaron Stouffer. All thanks to T-Bone. Good job on all those, buddy. So, guys, you know, things are getting stolen all the time now. It, it, we're in some crazy times. Like, people are, you know, they, they go rob cigarettes and gasoline and catalytic converters are a big thing now. Well, there's a new thing people are stealing, and I'm sure you guys can guess what it is. Cheesy potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what shot Todd down. They couldn't keep him out of Dude, there. Dude, if I could break in somewhere, I would steal those. No, it's briskets are getting stolen because, they, you know... They're getting so expensive, and there's a restaurant down in Austin, Texas, and we want to give a shout-out to La Barbecue. That's L.A. Barbecue down there. And at 4 a.m., the burglars went in there, and they got about $3,500 worth of briskets. So two briskets. Yeah, two briskets <laughs> <laughs> and a cheesy potato. But, I mean, it's just crazy now. And, uh, and that is great barbecue down there, by the way. Oh yeah, I I, I was checking it out, and uh, but but yeah, I mean that's that just add that to the list of stuff people are stealing now. You know, is is my catalytic converter there? Oh yeah, you're fine. Oh good, but your but your brisket's gone. What? Yeah, <laughs> you know that's going to cost me a lot more than the catalytic converter. So anyway, some love going to La Barbecue, and that's L A Barbecue down in Austin, Texas. Just some crazy stuff. So now it's time for our Ask Andy segment, sponsored by our August Barbecue Sauce of the Month, which is Smoke on Wheels, bootleg bourbon-infused barbecue sauce, gluten, and MSG-free. You can get it at All Things Barbecue, which is atbbq.com. T-Bone, what do you got for us? I've got a question from Eric Johnson from Schaumburg, Illinois. Just, Schaumburg, ju- all right. Just west of Chicago. Just a short drive, probably 20 minutes. Andy! I use an offset smoker and have had some comments from family that the smoky flavor is just a little too much. Hmm. What's the best way to keep the meat from being overly smoky? All right. So that's a great question. And it is something that happens in offsets. And it is 100% driven by how you run your fire. So when you have a nice clean burning fire that has plenty of air getting to the fuel and the fuel is dry and not you know wet or um underaged under seasoned um you'll get a really nice clean smoke that we call sweet blue it looks very light and wispy coming out of the stack 
And as long as you're burning a small, clean, hot fire that is is properly maintained, you're going to get that beautiful smoke and the right flavor on your food. If you are not getting enough air to your fuel, or if your fuel isn't properly seasoned and is still too wet mm. to burn cleanly, okay, you get a gray sootier smoke or a white sooty smoke, um, and that imparts some bitter flavors into the meat. So... The other way you can kind of tell whether or not you're doing well, even outside of that that smoke color, is if you open the door to the pit and the smoke <laughs> burns your eyes, Right. that, that acrid uh, smoke that burns your eyes also puts that acrid flavor into your meat. So if you can open your pit and your eyes aren't burning, if you've got that nice, clean, wispy smoke... Uh, you'll be in great shape, but to do that, you have to run a really nice, clean fire. Wow, that's a really good point. I never even thought of that. Mm-hmm. I, I, if it's doing that to your eyes, yes. imagine what it's doing to your meat. Yes, that's Andy's new slogan, by the way. <laughs> or or get t-shirts it, made. Andy Groneman, if it's doing it to your eyes, it's doing it to... Well, anyway, moving on. So, uh, <laughs> no, that's that's really good advice. And I can't remember, but I ate a couple weeks ago at a barbecue joint. And one of the meats, I don't remember what it was. I want to say maybe it was the brisket. For the first time, I think I ever had a restaurant brisket that was too smoky. And I just... Really? Went, yeah. And I, that never happens. But that day, whoever, whoever was doing it just... Miss the mark. I don't know. It happens a lot to me. I notice that you're, often. You're going to be a lot more pickier, though, when and you eat. You get that bitter smoke and eat a whole sandwich of it, and you get heartburn. Yeah. You know. Well, I'm just happy to be Ugh. eating. So we are very excited to have next segment, Sunny Moody on coming on. You can check her out at SunnyMoody.com. She's talking steak coming up next right here on Barbecue Radio Network. You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends' and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. Dave Caius, along with Pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Annie Groneman. Very excited about this week's guest. She came in first place at the World Food Championship in my all-time favorite subject, topic, food, whatever you want to call it, steak, and has recently been featured on Food Network's Barbecue USA. I want to talk a little bit about that. We got Sunny Mooney, who, by the way, her website is SunnyMooney.com. Sunny, welcome, welcome to the show. How are you things in down in Nashville? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I love living in Nashville. Very excited to have you. And and the we became Facebook friends before these guys became Facebook friends because I noticed you <laughs> one day. And so I've been keeping up with you and you're just a busy person. But I have to talk about, if you don't mind, uh, when I saw you featured on Barbecue USA. And here's the thing I want to ask you about. So you guys were getting ready to turn in one of one of your things. I can't remember which one it was. But you were using tweezers to get this thing to look perfect. And Andy does competition, so you guys both know what's going on here. Now, what I got to thinking was, because I didn't know any of you guys used tweezers, and maybe I'm giving away a secret, but it was on television, okay? But I was thinking, were you like plucking your eyebrows one day, and then you went, you know what? This is a way to make my presentation even better. (laughs) Is Is that what went through your mind there, Sonny? 
<laughs> That's a good one. No. <laughs> I actually have two little things that I can't live without if I'm at a KCBS competition, and that would have to be Q-tips okay. and tweezers. Okay. Andy, so, are those secrets? I would say no. I don't know. No, those aren't secrets. They're un- okay, <laughs> well, I'm not the barbecuer here. It's, Andy's the barbecuer. It's all about the box building, Dave. It's you got to make well, the box look perfect. Oh, no I, smudges. No. Uh, you do. Well, they they gave you great coverage Flex on, on Barbecue USA. Uh, I I really like Michael Simon. Um, but all I could think about watching the show was, you know what? My eyebrows need tweezing. Now I have to go do those. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that a tweezer would work, Dave. It's more like a, a weed whacker. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, we need a full-on brush hog, but that's you know a whole nother thing. I like having one eyebrow and leave me alone, okay? Yeah, well, so, so completely changing that topic, what I wanted to talk about is I wanted to talk about what it takes to take down the World Steak Championship at the World Food Championship. Mm-hmm. So w- explain to us the gauntlet that you had to go through uh, to win it all there, because uh, I've competed there. I haven't won it, so I, I kind of understand, but some of our listeners don't necessarily understand all of the different steps that it takes to get to where you did so share a little bit um i'm actually known for beef i know that sounds funny but i'm known for (laughs) beef um you can actually go back and see me on food network on barbecue brawl season three as well um i have a great day on beef there but um i know a lot about cows i was actually raised on a farm um so i know a lot about beef but What it takes to get to WFC and make it all the way to the finals, the first round is you have to win a golden ticket. Um, You have to compete like in an SCA event. They have stake competitions and stuff, and you have to take first place and win a golden ticket to World Food Championships. And that's in ribeye. So that is just ribeye in a box. Um, I took first place and made it into the opening round of WFC. And in that second opening round, we had to cook New York strip steak. So again, that is just meat in a box, but it's a New York strip steak instead of ribeye. I was lucky enough to take first place in that. They actually take the top 10 and you advance to the final round. And in the final round, we are you are giving a different protein, a steak of choice that they they give to you, plus an infused ingredient that you must use in your dish. So um, during that time, uh, it was a filet mignon that we were required to use, as well as a black garlic umami sauce that we had to infuse into our dish. Now, this is not... Um, steak in a box (laughs) you are actually (laughs) required (laughs) you are actually required to make a presentation platter plus 10 samples for 10 judges and you have to do side dishes with it as well were tweezers used at any time in this presentation no they actually weren't (laughs) so we're talking with sunny moody world steak champion and talking about the world food championships and kind of what it took to get there so the New York Strip, you didn't have to do a plated presentation for that. That was still kind of a, a box entry, you said, beef in a box? Correct. Yeah, Interesting. It, was SCA, it was SCA rules, but we were not using the typical ribeye. We were given New York Strip steak. And I know you mentioned KCBS earlier, but did you get your golden ticket at an SCA event or did you get it at a different event? I did actually get it at an SCA event. Very cool. Yes. Yeah, those are tough. I when when I went, we had a culinary fight club 
uh, that was a steak yes. event. And so I won the Culinary Fight Club for steak, which happened to be a golden ticket. And it's interesting, the the SCA events, you know, are, are, are pretty tough because the, the field is very level in terms of the product that you get and all of that. So you've really got to be you know the best cook of the day to, to win is it that kind of like so when, that's a big deal dave is that kind of like when nascar i don't know if they're still doing it they switched where everybody had the same car and so in this case you all have the same meat is that kind of comparable yes because all the meat is provided as an at an sca event you just pay your fee and everybody's provided the same meat you just go up to the table you have 30 seconds to pick your steak oh wow so yeah, so nobody's bringing in, you know, Wagyu or, <laughs> you know, prime cuts or whatever. Everybody is given the same type of meat, and we just choose it. We have 30 seconds to choose our steak. So tell us about the your plated steak. Tell us about that filet and what all you did with that, because that's interesting. The, the whole... <laughs> so, yeah, so that one, um, I actually ended up, so I took first place in New York strip steak. I knew I shot myself in the foot because I was like, you just don't walk in and take first place and then take first place again. It's just very hard to do. And it hadn't hadn't been done in WFC going first place in ribeye, first place in New York strip, first place in filet mignon. So I was, and all your scores are wiped out. Um, in other categories, they are actually cumulative. So, you know, if you take, eighth then your points get added on the next time in steak they're completely wiped out and they're wiped out in barbecue as well so um going into the filet mignon i had about two days that i had to write up a complete recipe down to like teaspoons of ingredients and i had to write up a title and a description and an x factor about my dish that i was creating and what an x factor is is what levels up your dish compared to you know everybody else's um it can be like a special technique that you've done or a special flavor profile that you're creating or something that levels your dish up so um what i did i chose to do a cast iron um seared filet mignon and i reverse seared it we i warmed warmed it up in the oven first and then seared it in a cast iron skillet. And I honestly just used salt and pepper. I know that blows a lot of people's minds, but <laughs> I did just use salt and pepper on it. Let the beef um, shine. Simpler, better. Beef, Keep yes, it simple. Let the beef speak for itself. Cause I wanted that beefy flavor there, not something else to take over the flavor of the beef. Cause that needed to be the main star of my dish. So, um, Sonny, I, I'm, I'm going to cut in right here because we want to finish okay. up with what you're saying uh, because we're going to do that on the next segment, plus talk more about steak. Sunny Mooney is our guest this week. She was the world champion at the WFC. She's been featured on Barbecue USA, and you need to check out her website and sign up for some of her classes at SunnyMooney.com. That's SunnyMooney.com. We're coming back talking with steaks with Sunny here on Barbecue Radio Network. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Kias, along with our producer, T-Bone, and my co-host, award-winning pitmaster, Annie Groneman. Very excited to have back Sunny Mooney. And you can check her out at SunnyMooney.com. Her and her husband, Jeff Mooney. Uh, Sunny, we forgot to mention you have a husband, right? 
<laughs> just checking. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> you should. You have four daughters for crying out loud. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it takes a village with four girls. I've got two, so I can't imagine four. Six to 15 in age range. God bless you. You must have to just sit a lot. That's all I can think about. And uh, uh, I think I'm more on the go a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You're a high energy person. And they got a barbecue team, which we're talking about, of course, is Mood Swing Barbecue. Uh, we ran out of time on that last segment. You were you were finishing up talking about the stakes in that one competition. Go ahead, if you don't mind, and kind of back up a little bit and then finish up what you were saying. The one thing I was thinking about with, um, t- or what were we talking about, strip steaks, I always think about how to get those darn things tender. Uh, as the amateur here, I don't always do that good of a job at it. But anyway, go, go, go back to what you were doing there, Sonny. Okay, so with the filet mignon, um, we had to use a black garlic-infused umami sauce. So I decided to use it as a base for a creme reduction, a mushroom creme reduction. So I took a variety of specialty mushrooms and I made a cream sauce with them um, with creme fraiche and some other things and infused that black garlic umami sauce and put that over my filet mignon and I topped it with shaved white truffle, fresh shaved white truffle. Oh man, that was an umami bomb. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But I only used salt and pepper on my steak so the beef could still shine. So it Mm. wasn't detracting from any flavors created there. But that really is layering that umami in there. When you take the mushrooms, which are naturally going to provide that, and that black garlic sauce, which I always love that they make you use a product from somebody in the mix because then it gives everybody the opportunity to try and figure out how they're going to play with that. But you take that and then you layer that in and put the truffle on top. Oh my gosh, that would just make that beef so beefy. So good. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal. And I kind of came up with that super last minute. (laughs) Good for you. You know, uh, we're, we're talking to Sunny Moody, and, and you want to check out her website, which is SunnyMoody.com. That's SunnyMoody.com. You're doing state classes, right? I am. And they can sign up for them on your website, correct? Yes. Okay. There's only one that you can't. There's one that I'm teaching with, um, Richard Fergalo, Fergalicious Barbecue. Sure. We've had him on the show. And- yeah, and so he he and I are actually doing one together in September, and you can sign up on his website. Okay, okay. Well, let me ask you this. So for the Backyard Barbecue, and you obviously, and I was thinking about when we were, we were talking about having you on, I was thinking about if somebody came to me and they said, okay, you have to eat one thing a day. That's it for the rest of your life. And, you know, I'm thinking all these different things, barbecue and Mexican and Italian and blah, blah, blah. And I came, I narrowed it down to if I had, if I had to only choose one thing, it'd be steak. That'd be it. I mean, perfect. Yeah, my poor Dave. Oh, he has to eat steak every day. <laughs> but, but if you would for the backyard barbecue, what can they do to up? Because, because one thing about hosting this show, I've been listening to Andy and all our great guests, and and to be honest with you, my steak, the way I cook steaks, is a lot better than it was two or three years ago. You've come a long way. I have come a long way. But Sonny, I want you to take us even further. Let's just start from the grocery store or butcher shop on. If you would kind of take us through, would you please? Absolutely. So anytime you're looking at a steak, I don't care what grade it is because I can buy cheap steaks at Walmart that are just as good as, you know, prime steaks. Mm -hmm. So um, the only thing that I am looking for is marbling. So that's going to be your intramuscular fat. That's the little teeny white flecks that are found right inside the main muscle, not your large 
intermuscular fat that's like the fat seams. I'm looking at the little teeny white flecks. The more little teeny white flecks that you have in the muscle, the more tender that piece of meat is going to be and the more flavorful because that's going to render down and create that buttery, melt-in-your-mouth deliciousness that you want when you take a bite of the beef. Yeah, that, so, that fat is is really going to add some moisture too. As it breaks down, it's going to moisturize all those meat fibers and really give you that nice mouthfeel you're looking for. Yeah, I'm not looking for like the big sinew pieces. It almost looks like a threading. It looks like it's been like sewn with a thread. That's going to be a really, really chewy bite. Mm. So I try to avoid any steaks that have a lot of sinew in them. Um, and... I, I always want a steak that's at least one and a quarter inches thick. I prefer one and a half. Um, you're going to get a more even cook. You're going to get more of the beefy flavor. Um, the thinner the steak, it, it's just going to dry out faster and it's not going to have as much flavor just because it cooks a lot quicker and it doesn't have time to absorb whatever flavors you put on it. Um, it just, it's easier to have a thicker steak and you're going to get a better piece of meat. So try to buy a thick, a thicker cut. Um, about an inch and a half is like perfect. And I like to reverse sear mine. I don't care, you know, whether it's a filet mignon or a ribeye or a New York strip, um, T-bone, anything that I'm cooking, reverse sear is going to be the best bet. And what I mean by that is I stick it in the oven um, about 200 degrees and I bring it up to an internal temperature in between 90 and 95 degrees before I'm putting it in a hot cast iron skillet with butter or throwing it on the grill, either way. Um, and the reason why I do that is because I will season it before I throw it and, and bring it up to temperature. Um, you're creating the meat sweats. So what's happening is you're bringing out the moisture from the steak. And then once it reaches 20 minutes, it's actually going to start reabsorbing whatever flavors you put on top of it, whether that's salt and pepper, whether that's, you know, a beef seasoning of some kind or a steak seasoning of some kind. At the 20 minute mark, it's going to start drawing in those flavors and tenderizing that steak, breaking down those muscles and softening the fibers so that when you put it on the grill or in the hot cast iron skillet, it's just going to have the flavor all the way throughout, just not on the crust. And then, of course, adding it to that skillet or the hot grill, you get to create that Maillard reaction where, yes. you're, where you're browning and, and taking those surface proteins and letting the sugars there uh, caramelize and, and just adding a ton of flavor. So the whole point of that reverse sear piece uh, after you get it nice and evenly cooked is to get that extra boost of flavor on the outside, right? I mean, yes, I think that's really correct. what we're... Yeah, we're going for that boost of flavor on the outside. It creates that beautiful crust so that you have the crust on the outside and the tender buttery flavor on the inside as you bite through it. And I always, after I've seared it or whether I've grilled it, I will let it rest for five to 10 minutes before I cut into it. That blows a lot of people's minds because they're like, I want a hot, fresh steak. If you cut right into a muscle after it comes off of the hot grill or the hot pan, it's just going to lose all the moisture 
and dry out. By the way, Sonny, um, that's the longest five minutes of your life. I'm telling really you right is. now. <laughs> it is because you're going to sit there and you're going to smell it. Oh, and you're, you're drooling. <laughs> but Dave, it works, right? It, like we've no, told no, you that was, we've I, made him do it. I have followed those instructions, even though at the beginning I did not. And it works. Uh, Sonny, we just got about 30 seconds left. Anything else? I think you're about there, but anything else? I know. I mean, top it with a chimichurri mm. or a compound butter and you've got yourself an amazing steak. Or yeah. that awesome umami bomb mushroom sauce. Yes. Yes, a mushroom creme reduction. Early on when you said butter, I just went, butter. <laughs> I just, like, like, Sunny is speaking my language when she talks about butter. Well, well Sunny Mooney, uh, thank you for walking us through that because, again, those things I'm doing now, I actually, I like my steaks. And if somebody comes over, they're going to go, dang, Dave, you're doing something right. I go, well, it's people like Sunny that's doing it. And be sure to check out her website, which is SunnyMoody.com. You can also like her and follow her on Facebook, but that's SunnyMoody.com. Her and her husband, Jeff, they've got Mood Swing Barbecue. You guys are all over social media. Sunny, thank you so much for being a part of the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks again. And uh, coming up next segment, we'll be talking to Andy. We're going to go from steak to chicken. Two of the greatest things in the world. Talking chicken next right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Need some sizzle in your life? Check out Barbecue Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like. Welcome back to Andy and Dave here on the award-winning Barbecue Radio Network. And a barbecue shout-out goes to one of our sponsors, Old Hickory Pit Smokers. Check them out, oldhickorypits.com. Old Hickory Pit's got the wood-burning barbecue pits, both commercial and now residential for you backyard barbecuers. Again, the website is oldhickorypits.com. And please support our barbecue joints like... Austin, Texas, La Barbecue, where they got ripped <laughs> off for thousands of dollars in, in ribeye. So so if you could drop by, don't order or, the brisket. Or brisket, but, I'm sorry, I said ribeye. The I meant burn brisket. marks on Dave's wrists from opening the pit and reaching in, don't pay attention to those either. You know what was weird too? When I opened it up, I got too much smoke in my face and it burned my eyes. I don't know what happened there, but anyway. Can you imagine what it's doing to your meat? <laughs> Check out La Barbecue if you're ever down in Austin in Texas, their address. In fact, they moved not that long ago, 2401 East Cesar Chavez Street and check out their website at labarbecue.com and the thing that jumped out to me looked really good. Chopped brisket sandwich. I love chopped briskets sandwich. So just help them out. May not be available. It may not be available. <laughs> it may be at the neighbors getting cooked because they was stolen. So anyway, also if you're down in Texas and you can listen to us in Paris, Texas at KITX 105.1 FM, we are on ESPN Radio in Paris, Texas. Time now to feature Andy Groneman, the reserve grand champion at the American Royal Open. And it's time for All Things Barbecue Spotlight. All Things Barbecue has the tools and accessories you need to cook up the kind of barbecue that will have your neighbors hopping over the fence to get a taste. Get fired up at their website, atbbq.com. That's atbbq.com. Andy, what do you got for a product spotlight this week? All right. So we're going to be talking chicken here in a minute. Okay. And that's one of the most versatile things out there. And uh, so there's lots of stuff you can do with it. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the things that is a theme for me when we talk about different products, especially the things you can use on food, seasonings and such, I always like to tell people to buy something that is small batch or locally produced. Okay. Now, it doesn't have to be local to you, right? It could right. be 
some cool uh, green chili from New Mexico, mm-hmm. right? But it's it's made by a small business that does just in time production and batches it and sends it to their retailers. So one of those companies that is is here in Kansas in Wichita is Homes Made. Homes like H O L M E S, right? Okay. Not homes, right? But homes, um, and they've got. They started out just doing salsas, but as a barbecue guy, I love a great spicy pickle. Mm-hmm. I love like a candied jalapeno relish uh, on the plate so that you can get some of that to balance your meat as you're having making a little sandwich or whatever. They've got these killer, and they're called Dad Spicy Garlic Dill Pickles. Uh, those go on the plate all the time. So if I'm smoking the chicken and going to do pieces on a tray for presentation, I'm going to probably throw those on there. But they also do a great green chili salsa that you can put into an enchilada sauce and make smoked chicken enchiladas. Nice. So uh, what I would say is they've got just a great line of accoutrement that are excellent for chicken. Mm -hmm. So check out their salsas, check out their pickles, uh, and and you'll really enjoy it. And like I said, my favorite is the spicy garlic dills. They're called dad spicy garlic dills. <laughs> so definitely check that out. But that would be my product choice uh, for today, Dave. Very good. Check it out at All Things Barbecue, their website, that and many other products, atbbq.com, atbbq.com. Okay, Andy. So I'm, I'm going to pin you in the corner for the first question when it comes to chicken. Because we haven't talked about this in a long time, and you hear people talking about beer can chicken, and everybody has a little spin on it. Um, There's a joke there, but I'm going to let it go. So, Andy, (laughs) give us your take on if you were doing a beer can, because here's the thing. We've talked about, you know, you you cut up the chicken, all right? So, you're just doing the thighs, or you're just doing the wings, or you're just doing the breasts. We're talking whole chicken today. Yep. So, and I think that's intimidating because you got what, basically three parts that you try to get done at the same time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. You've, you've got your breasts and your legs and thighs. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to manage your white meat and dark meat. Right. Um, which typically that's why I would spatchcock instead of beer can. But okay. if you want a beer can, I you want, can do I that. I want to have it. You can, we can switch over to that if there's time. But So if you want a successful beer can chicken, okay. uh, number one, make sure you've pulled out all of the parts that come with the chicken, like the gizzards. Okay. Because you you'd be surprised how many times... I've seen somebody pull one out of the pit and then pull out the little packet of, it's like, oops, those were not supposed to be in there still. Um, Your beer can, number one, you don't put a full can of beer uh, in the base. Okay, I would not have known that. Okay, So you want to empty part of that, and I'd say empty at least probably two-thirds of it into your glass. Now, when you say empty, do you mean pour it in the sink? No, pour it into your glass, right? (laughs) QA, you got to do some quality assurance on your chicken. Got it. Or on your beer, and uh, the type of beer doesn't necessarily matter. You're using it to create moisture and and steam and so cook it can from be a inside. light beer. Or, oh yeah, it can be a light. Doesn't beer. make any difference. It's not a full full and then body. Okay. What I do is after I've pulled about two thirds of that out, I might add something like uh, apple cider or oh, okay. something, just a couple of tablespoons back in, and then your aromatics. And what I mean by that is anything that's going to create that smell and that flavor so you can throw your garlic in there mm. you can throw your herbs in there nice uh and you've again you just i cut off the entire top of the can with a can opener right and put two-thirds of it in my glass and i just kind of have all that other goodness in the can okay then you put it in and that because you've got less liquid in there 
it's going to come to temperature quicker and start to steam and, and bubble and do that a little quicker. So you'll be in good shape there. Um, I also brine the bird before I put it on there so that I've got a nice moist bird when I'm starting. Um, and we've talked about like the buckets you can buy at All Things Barbecue for brining oh yeah, it. You can for get the, the brine buckets. Yeah. They also make stands to hold the beer can so you don't have to oh, okay. let the chicken just try and stand on the grill. Because I know you can do that. You can. But it's, it's a challenge, can, right? But it's a challenge. And then when it tips over, you're kind of spilling <laughs> your stuff everywhere. Uh, they actually make a base that the beer can sits in and okay. you can slide your chicken right on it. Super easy to use. Perfect. Um, and then I usually go at like 300 to 350 degrees. Okay. And you're going to get that nice roasting temperature that's going to get good color on the skin on the outside and should help cook it evenly. Um, your dark meat may still not get done quite as uh, quickly as the white meat. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just have to pay attention to that with your thermometer. But in general, about 350 for probably an hour and a half to two hours okay. on the beer can. It cooks a little longer because you've got you know the center full. So you don't have air circulating mm-hmm. in there as much. It's really just kind of steaming from the inside. Right. Um, so it takes a little bit longer to the cook than a spatchcock bird, but you can definitely do that. And you're you're thinking what what is it? One sixty five for a chicken, right? You want to get it? Yeah. So I usually go one fifty five in the breast meat and one sixty five in the leg and okay. thigh joint. And that's because when you pull it off, it is still cooking, right? So it's going to kind of climb on up to that finished temp that you want. But one fifty five is perfect for that. And then. As far as on the outside of it, while it's cooking, do you, do you baste it at all, or do you wait till it's done, or what, what what do you like to do with that? I typically shut the door and just let it cook. Let every it cook. time you open the the pit, you're you're gonna you know slow down the cooking process, and every time you baste it, you're actually slowing down the cooking process. Okay. And with a a very lean meat like chicken, I don't want to slow down the cook process because right. I don't have any fat to render. I want <laughs> I want to just let it cook. Okay, so I put you in the corner here. You got about a minute to do your spatchcock thing. Go ahead and do that. Yeah, so what I would do if I'm cooking a whole bird is Mm -hmm. to cut the backbone out and then splay it flat onto my tray or my sheet, and then I can season under the skin on both sides and under the skin on the legs, and I'll lay it out on that board, and because it's laid out, your breasts are a little thicker, but Mm -hmm. because they're leaner, they cook a little faster. Got it. So they cook in about the same time as the leg and thighs uh, when you spread them out like that. And then again, I'm going to do like a 300 degree cook Mm -hmm. uh, and really try and get some color on that skin. If I want, I can even flip the bird over so that it's skin side down and I can let it crisp up right at the end. I can bring that coal bed up a little bit and and almost grill it to finish. What kind of wood do you like to use when you're using chicken? Pecan and cherry. Ah, thank you. Thank you. You know, you know, T-Bone, sometimes he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Hey, that was Because we know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. True. Anyway, thanks so much, Eddie. And also, we want to thank our wonderful guest, Sunny Mooney. You need to check out. She's got these great state classes going on, and you want to find out where they're going to be and see if you can get signed up at SunnyMoody.com. That's SunnyMoody.com. You can also follow her on Facebook. Don't forget about our August barbecue sauce of the month, Smoke on Wheels, bootleg barbecue-infused barbecue sauce. Next week, James Beard award-winning Rodney Scott returns to Barbecue Radio Network. We're very happy to have him on as a guest, and we want to have you back next week. 
with T-Bone and Andy Groneman, who actually sounds like he's doing what he says he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) Tune in next week. I'm Dave Kais. Thanks so much, and happy barbecuing from Barbecue Radio Network. Barbecue Radio Network is heard on radio stations from Hawaii to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionetwork.com. You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends' and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free 800-223-9667.